Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Maccas app. Value means more at Maccas. Welcome to the Maccas Run. Indeed, on a Monday night, uh, great to have you on board. Little cameo half hour of the Maccas Run. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair. First serve up after 8 o'clock, of course, we'll talk. The world of tennis, Roland Garros. We head into uh, week two. Some great matches to come. Uh, Mark Woodford will uh, join us. Courtney Walsh will join us on the ground over in Paris. Betty Sikolowski, well-known coach in Melbourne, will be my co-host uh, coming up in about half an hour's time. And, of course, we round out a uh, Monday night with the uh, Sporting Capital. I'm sucking on the lemon tea. Uh, the voice lacking a little bit of uh, guts. And that is, I can blame the Gold Coast Suns uh, for that because it was great to call their win on the weekend. Didn't look like it at one stage. 35 points down in that second quarter up at TIO Stadium. And then they uh, they reset beautifully, as they did against the Bulldogs uh, the week before. And all the talk of whether the Gold Coast should maybe play more games in Darwin. I know that Dwayne Russell floated on his uh, program in the last uh, few days. Maybe a, a change of name for the Gold Coast to be referred to as the Northern Suns. Maybe eight games out of the Gold Coast. Uh, three out of uh, a combination of maybe Darwin, Alice Springs, maybe Cairns. They're going okay, though. They had to get that win. Six and six. Gee, they've matured a lot as a football team. They seem really united. There are some players who weren't in that team who were almost a walk-up to the 22. I mean, to see Marby or Chole have to go to Port Melbourne, Brandon Ellis not playing in that game. We know they're missing uh, Took Miller. So it's a big effort to get back to six and six. And the Crows, who have been absolutely outstanding at home, well, their only road win has been falling over the line against the Hawks uh, down in uh, Tassie. So that's something they've got to conquer. But uh, the Gold Coast were terrific. So uh, that's taken a fair bit out of me on the uh, the weekend. But how good was it to see footy again in the top end? I've said it before. I think a lot, a lot of people would echo the same sort of sentiments. It might take another two decades. It might never happen. Who knows? But to have regular footy out of the Northern Territory, I think, would be absolutely brilliant. I'm not sure the official crowd figure on the weekend. I think it was 9,500 the week before against the Bulldogs. It felt something like that. There was probably a few more uh, travelling Adelaide Crows fans who decided to go and make a trip of it. But it looked a sight. No doubt that ground would be further expanded and, and renovated. I think it would be brilliant just to see the look on the locals' faces to have AFL football in their town. Uh, the Maccas run tonight. You're always welcome to get involved. Uh, Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. Your move, your Harcourt's, or you can jump on the temper text, 0433981116. Temper, the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. And 40 winks, of course, serious about sleep. There is no sleep this fortnight, let me tell you. Burning the midnight oil, but um, hey, no complaining on this side of the desk. All right, a few things to go through, but you can contribute and steer the discussion. I was fascinated at the end of uh, Sports Day with uh, the uh, the story around Anja Postacoglu. It is an incredible story, isn't it? You know, starting at South Melbourne, his uh, stint in charge of the Socceroos, everywhere he's gone, uh, it was a brief uh, time in charge of the Melbourne Victory, the success he had at the Brisbane Raw, going to Yokohama over in Japan, to Celtic. And I think there was one text that did uh, come in which made me think back to the documentary that was on Tottenham. I, I forgot what it was called. 
that you know we, the period we were watching so many docos on uh, Netflix when Jose Mourinho was in charge. Um, where was the text I did see here? Uh, gee, the Spurs uh, managers with egos and huge wages who sent the club uh, backwards. Well, Ange Postecoglou would be a far cry from the managers who have come and gone from uh, Tottenham Hotspur, but he brings an incredible resume. Let's see where that story goes in the next uh, day or two, but it's uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, we've seen a lot of Aussies ply their trade in the Premier League uh, over the years, going back to Harry Kuehl and Tim Cale and many others, Mark Viduka, Mark Schwarzer. We could uh, reel off plenty of names, but to have a manager actually in the top flight of English football is just a absolutely massive story. one three hundred seven three six seven three six or 0433 on the text. You can keep those uh, coming through. Your top eight after the round, of course, Collingwood. A game clear on 44 points. Port Adelaide on 40. Melbourne on 32. Brisbane on 32. St Kilda, 28 points. The Bombers on 28. The Dogs on 28. And Geelong just holding on to their spot in the top eight on 24. Equal on points with Adelaide, Fremantle and uh, the Gold Coast. Uh, Des is in a, a part of the world I wouldn't mind being up on the Sunshine Coast. Des, uh, great to have you on. Uh, how you going, boys? I'm going well. What do you got for us? Uh, well, you, you were talking about uh, uh, suggesting coaches for New South Wales. Uh, uh, hopefully Freddie keeps his job because I just love it when we beat him. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, I've got three for you. If you could give a three, two, one, like you do for best player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me, me, my, my three are uh, uh, Cameron Smith. Yes. Uh, I think they'd do well with him. Uh, the second one's Mal Meninga. Yep. And uh, and the third one is, is a son of a New South Wales uh, bloody immortal. His name's Matt Rogers. Yes. Uh, where, where would you rank them three boys? Oh, I, I find it hard to go past Cam Smith. I, you must have been tuning into Sports Day, uh, New South Wales, uh, right across the network. Uh, we, we cover every part of Australia. But I um, actually did a little cross into the boys just before coming on air. At um, 7.30 uh, tonight, look, Cameron Smith, I mean, we, we've been used to his great career, uh, Des, at the Melbourne Storm. He just seems like a, uh, a born coach to me. Billy Slater in charge of Queensland. You know, whenever Craig Bellamy decides to pull the pin, there's a couple uh, queuing up, certainly the Storm, but from a yeah state of origin point of view, I mean, these guys are, uh, are just great figures, huge presence, haven't they? I mean, they, they, they would command a uh, dressing room. But Cameron Smith, you know, is one of the most impressive leaders, not only in rugby league, but just in sport, full stop. And we saw him down here in Melbourne, what, for 10, 15 years of his uh, career. Uh, gee, the Melbourne Storm... And their Queensland connection is uh, extremely strong. Good on you, Des. Uh, thank you for your call. I just wanted to play this little bit of audio on uh, Sports Day uh, preceding our show tonight. So Jared Healy asked on Sports Day, should we maybe consider the merits of a captain's call in the AFL on the back of some contentious decisions in yesterday's uh, thrillers? Here was Jared a little bit earlier. In fact, on the weekend, there were two games that were decided by a kick, both on Sunday. They had one thing in common. Both winners were on the receiving end of bodgy decisions in the last quarter that fell their way. The Giants conceded a goal late in the fourth quarter when a boundary umpire incorrectly called out on the full against Hattie Himmelberg. It was a clear error on replay and Jack Rewald kicked the goal expertly from the boundary line. 
no review, evidently no worries. Been happening for years, mate. It's the rub of the green, mate. Nothing to see here, mate. Play on. In the game that followed, Nick Larkey led to the forward pocket with one minute of play remaining. He got both hands on the ball before he was blatantly pushed in the back and out of the contest by Jordan Ridley, who, by the way, was clearly or close enough to BOG. No free kick was paid despite the umpire being just three metres away. It wasn't the first time during the match. Been happening for years, mate. It's the rub of the green, mate. Nothing to see here, mate. Just play on. I asked myself, is it time for a debate about a captain's call or calls in our game to challenge free kicks or non-free kicks and marks, as is the case in cricket and rugby league? Surely if it results in a shot at goal, there's scope to challenge at least. Yeah, it was a fascinating uh, discussion. I know Jared's been really big on the hands in the back uh, for uh, a number of years as uh, a broadcaster in uh, Melbourne on uh, on radio, and I think he's uh, very justified to uh, certainly make uh, those uh, comments. It's the interesting one about a captain's call or you know whether technology uh, comes into play. I mean, the AFL has always been such a fluent game where we don't stop to. Uh, apart from the goal reviews now, we don't stop to really adjudicate anything else uh, across the ground. It's in real time. It's uh, the umpires making decisions, whether you think they're good or bad. But if you want to weigh into that, where we should go in that direction, one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 9811 16 Jacob Van Roy, and he gets uh, gee, the, the massive uh, Melbourne crowd behind him every time he touches the ball at the MCG. He is the rising star nominee for round 12. I think it was probably more a solid four-quarter performance. I've had, in past games, I've kind of had a rough couple of quarters and then I'll have a good good, good last quarter or something. So I think on the weekend was probably my best, yeah, full game, four-quarter performance. Career-high 16 disposals, 86.5% efficiency, seven marks, also a career-high, kicked a goal in the win over Carlton on Friday night. So... He took a couple of t- contested marks, uh, three inside 50s, two tackles in front of that crowd, just under uh, 50,000 at the MCG. He's a uh, startsman. Good to call uh, Jacob Van Rooyen a few times uh, this season. Uh, up at the Swans, uh, the Lizard, uh, Nick Blakey. Yeah, good to see the Lizard just dashing off uh, halfback. Uh, he signed a seven-year deal with the Swans, which will keep him in Sydney until 2031, a seven-year deal. Gee, Kane Corns will be very happy about that. It is the longest current deal in the AFL. Blakey, 45-degree angle, 40 out to go, four points up. Blakey hits it on his left, and he loves it. Seven-year deal for Nick Blakey. Love you to weigh into that. one 736 736 I saw his dad, John, as an old Fitzroy man. I saw his dad, John, play a lot of great games for the Roys. What, he had 356 games between the Roys and the Kangaroos and now back at the Kangaroos as a coach, uh, John Blakey. Looking full flight, he's great to watch, isn't he? Nick Blakey, when he bursts off halfback, gets onto that prodigious left foot, but a seven-year deal? Uh, That's an interesting one. Uh, The Eagles have apologised to Collingwood after a social media post yesterday which highlighted that Jordan Degoe's bump on Elijah Hewitt has been referred to the tribunal. Uh, facing a minimum three-week ban, but the AFL is expected to ask for more. It's a football action. It was instinctive football action. Um, it's one that's not accepted in the game now. There was no raised elbows. There was no real jumping off the ground. When you say it's a football action, yep. 
explain how that's a football action. You you made you made a comment on Sunday about how you thought that it was a weak. You said you used it's the a, word weak. Is it, that was a weak act. Yeah, nah, I don't agree with you at all. And and there was obviously stuff that you tried to wrap in about his off field. Um, is that uh, not misdemeanors? Is, is that time? not fair? Like, can can no, is it too much them, to ask? I don't put two and two together to have nine. one season where you're blemish free. Now that can be off the field. That can be on the field. Like this is year nine. For Jordan to go, and I genuinely yep. think it has been a waste of the talent that he's got, and largely due to his own his own fault. So that was Kane and Bucks uh, debating that on uh, SEM Breakfast earlier today. We'll bring you a little bit of uh, SEM Breakfast after uh, ten o'clock on the, uh, of course, um, Sporting Capital a little bit uh, later on uh, tonight. But obviously, the incident from the weekend that has uh, taken. All the headlines. If you, if you haven't weighed into that, you can. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Buddy Franklin, well, 350 games he'll reach as Thursday night footy returns. Swans v St Kilda. I heard Hodgie on a little bit earlier just saying that he'd uh, probably like to just keep it fairly low-key, uh, no real fanfare. Uh, he'd obviously love to just play a great game. Sydney's season is just uh, teetering, but uh, it's a big milestone for Buddy Franklin this weekend. Played in his 300th. Um, I'm lucky I didn't get the job that day. It's sort of almost games you look back on and um, sort of happy you're part of those milestones of such a champion player. So that was the voice of Callum Wilkie, who's had a terrific year, really been the general down back for the Saints. And I think we're curious to see post-buy what St Kilda's going to look like in the second half of the season. So they've laid a great foundation. But if you look at those teams... In the top eight right now, they seem to be the most susceptible. Um, have they peaked a little too early? There's still some players to come back into that team. Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane as the locks. Uh, Essendon have really put themselves up in the frame. The Dogs, great run, lose a couple. We know they're very capable. They should be a top eight side. We expect Geelong to motor and start to get going. And Adelaide, Fremantle and Gold Coast all trying to claim that last spot in the top eight. Ange Postacoglu, as I touched on top of the Maccas run, has reportedly agreed to terms to uh, take over the management reins at Tottenham Hotspur. This on the back of securing the Scottish treble with the Celt- with the Celtic, of course, on the weekend in their 3-1 win over Inverness. Celtic looking to finish it here. Lovely ball by Abada. Shut down! The treble yell from the Celtic supporters! Let's enjoy this, you know. I deserve to enjoy this. People around me deserve to enjoy this. Whatever other people want to focus on and talk about, I'm not going to miss enjoying this moment with, you know, this group of people, but also I add to my family, my friends, all of those people closest to me. Everyone works hard, makes sacrifices to enjoy these moments. And, you know, I, I understand that other people who aren't invested in it want to ask these questions, but for me... Right now, the most important thing is that we reflect and, and, and just be in the moment of creating something special. Uh, everything he touches turns to gold. Angie Postacogli, let's take a quick break on the Macca's Run. We'll come back with the rest of the day's news next. Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Macca's app. Value means more at Macca's. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. 
my final test series. Well, it's depending on what you guys write and if the selectors pick me. Um, you've got to score runs. Um, I've always said that the World Cup would probably be my final game. Um, but I think, you know, I probably owe it to myself and my family. Um, you know, if I can score runs here, continue to play back in Australia, um, I can definitely say I won't be playing that West Indies series. So I think if I get through this and, and I can make the Pakistan series, I'll definitely uh, finish up then. So the voice of Dave Warner announcing he will retire from Test cricket after the New Year's Test against uh, Pakistan, of course, uh, coming up in January. Uh, Robert Craddock, always a wise voice on with Jared every uh, Monday. Uh, of course, across a number of different sports, but uh, cricket obviously right up there for Crash, and he spoke to Jared earlier today about the David Warner retirement. He's not the first person to set a long-term goal and strive to get it as a batsman, and perhaps fall short if he does. Doug Walters retired after not getting a farewell tour of India. Uh, England, rather. Ian Healy, remember, wanted one last test at the Gabba before the selectors replaced him with Adam Gilchrist. He didn't get it. Um, guy, David Boone wanted a farewell test, uh, farewell Ashes series. He was working towards it and he just fell short. So, um, but it certainly has uh, intensified the debate over Warner's future. I don't think his statement greatly changes the narrative. And I'll tell you why. Because if he's in form in this Ashes series, he will progress effortlessly to the Pakistan series, which is three tests in Australia, and then he would quit on his home ground. If he fails in the Ashes, the selectors are not going to protect him, uh, protect his long-term goal. You know, that they will they will move on. The only area, Jared, where I think it will tell, and that is simply this. If he gets to the Pakistan series in Australia next summer, they will not drop him during it. Always love listening to Crash. He's uh, such a wise voice across... Lots of different sports. Yeah, not many, not many sports people get their uh, their fairy tale, do they? Or get to go out exactly on uh, their terms. There haven't been too many. If we think in footy, I mean, Joel Selwood wins a grand final as a, a uh, premiership uh, captain for Geelong. Shane Crawford went out on a great note when Hawthorne won the flag in 2008. Uh, but most are sort of pushed out the door a little earlier than uh, they would have liked. And... Uh, we know that across the career, certainly of David Warner, he's had a terrific record at home, not such a great record away. You, you go on one away tour and just think of all the teams that have come to Australia through their dominant cricket period over the years. And some cricketers have never represented their country again. I, I think of uh, I think of poor old Jimmy Adams when he was captain of the West Indies. I think they lost five zip and uh, Jimmy had an absolute shocker. He could not make a run. The pressure of uh, being a captain on an overseas trip, there are many others um, uh, across uh, the journey. So we'll see where certainly David Warner does land. Maccas run done. First serve is coming up in about five minutes' time. Roland Garros is the focus. We turn our attention to the second week to see who will hold the coveted trophies. We appear to be on track for an Alcaraz Djokovic semi-final, mouth-watering. Is anyone going to stop Iga Sviantek? A couple of bagels against her opponent over the weekend. Marina Sabalenka would love to deny Iga winning back-to-back French Open trophies. So happy to take your tennis calls. 1-300-736-736-043398-1116 on the texts. We'll do that coming up after the break.